Lots of developments out of the Travis County Courthouse today. An Austin woman and an Austin police officer accused of murder. We're live with the latest on both trials. And warmer winds blowing in on your Friday evening. The one weather problem we're watching for this weekend, though, in first warning weather. More lawmakers are joining the president's call for a pause in the Israel-Hamas war. How this plays into the effort to get hostages released. We're at the tail end of our work week, but two big trials we're tracking don't look like they're ending anytime soon. We're on day three of Caitlin Armstrong's murder trial. She's accused of killing another woman in Austin. And we're on day 10 of Austin police officer Christopher Taylor's murder trial. He is accused of killing a man who was trying to drive away from a confrontational scene with police. During today's testimony of the murder trial for Caitlin Armstrong, Colin Strickland took the stand. He is Armstrong's then on and off again boyfriend who spent the day with Anna Mariah Wilson before Armstrong allegedly shot her. Now cameras are not allowed inside for testimony, so Brianna Hollis just stepped out of the courtroom. And Bree, what's been asked of Strickland so far? So Strickland is actually still on the stand right now, and he talked a lot about his relationships with both Wilson and Armstrong, calling his relationship with Armstrong often tumultuous, saying the two would frequently fight about Wilson. He asserted that he and Wilson were just friends, aside from a brief romance at the end of 2021, during a time where he and Armstrong <coughs> were broken up. He did testify to a phone call between Armstrong and Wilson, where Armstrong had confronted her about hanging out with Strickland and Strickland. Strickland said that Armstrong had access to his email and social media passwords. He also addressed a time in December of 2021 where he purchased two handguns after a conversation with Armstrong about her being paranoid about certain things. Brianna, we're curious tonight, what was Colin Strickland like on the stand? So he spoke in a very low voice, so low, in fact, that the court had to ask him to speak up multiple times. He also had his arms crossed on the stand the entire time. And this morning, we saw some police body camera video of the first time detectives questioned Strickland. We'll talk about that tonight at 6. Brett, Mike. All right, Brianna, thank you. Now to the murder trial of Austin Police Officer Christopher Taylor. Well, today's courtroom events centered once again on other Austin police officers, and our Grace Reader has been watching this one very closely. She's live at the Travis County Courthouse for us once again tonight. Grace. Guys, the last two days have been entirely law enforcement. Specifically today, we heard from officers who were on scene with Christopher Taylor during the shooting. There were seven of them. One of them was in training, but the state didn't call all of them. So the defense is bringing forward those additional officers, including one who testified she thought the car Ramos was driving was going to run her over in the short moments before Taylor fired. During cross-examination, the state challenged that and then asked her about a social media post regarding police. Your post about we should not all be defined by the poor choices made by bad officers. You said that's not contained to a specific case, it's to more than one case? Correct. Okay, and is this case one of them? No. Okay. This morning, we continued to hear from officers the state has already called. The defense said in its opening statement it wanted the jury to hear why each officer on scene with Taylor chose not to shoot Michael Ramos. This afternoon, we heard from another officer that we have not heard from previously. She was asked by the defense. She was standing behind Christopher Taylor on the scene. She was asked by the defense if you were in his position and there was nobody in front of you, would you have also shot at roughly the same time? We'll have her answer for you tonight on KXAN news at six. Back to you.
Thank you very much, Grace. So we are waiting to find out how long Terry Turner will spend in prison. He was found guilty yesterday of manslaughter for killing Adil Dahugi two years ago in Martindale. Now, Turner thought Dahugi had a gun, so that's why he says he shot and killed him. He faces up to 20 years in prison. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, warmer south winds still making a real difference this evening in how it feels outside. The winds are a little breezier than yesterday, 5 to 15 miles per hour. This is keeping our temperatures stepping up every single day and night. Right now it's 5 to 10 degrees warmer than yesterday, and that translates to a wonderful Friday evening for our margarita outside. Here we are on the Oasis camera over Lake Travis, partly cloudy skies over the low lake at 75 degrees. Coming up in your forecast, we're tracking morning fog, which could be an issue both mornings this weekend. We'll pinpoint where it may be worse and how it affects the UT football game. Also, we're looking down the road toward wetter weather returning. Britt? David, thank you so much. Secretary of State Antony Blinken met with Israeli leaders today. The U.S. now pushing for a pause in fighting with Hamas militants to allow hostages to be released and humanitarian relief to get into Gaza. As Alice Barr reports, this comes as protesters were arrested today as part of a growing call for a ceasefire. An urgent mission today in the Middle East as U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken returned to Israel trying to persuade its leaders to pause relentless airstrikes of the Gaza Strip to give time for hostages to get out and aid to get in. The secretary emotional over the toll on Palestinian children. When I look into their eyes through the TV screen, I see my own children. How can we not? But Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu left their meeting determined there would be no temporary ceasefire until Hamas releases all the hostages taken in last month's brutal terror attack. We now know unarmed U.S. military drones are flying over Gaza, helping in the hostage search as the Pentagon steps up its defenses on U.S. military bases in the region amid recent attacks and fresh threats from Iranian-backed militias. We are sending a clear message to Iran or to any other group that might want to widen this conflict um, to, to not do that. Haven't we already seen the beginnings of this war widening? Well, what I would say to that is we really have not. Secretary Blinken has now arrived in Jordan to meet with regional leaders seeking to contain the conflict as Hezbollah in Lebanon threatens escalation. The Israeli military ready to respond. It says its ground forces have now encircled Gaza City. While on Capitol Hill, dozens of protesters were arrested as they pressed for a ceasefire in the offices of several U.S. senators. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. An explosion on a jet blue plane. Why passengers say it could have been a lot worse. And there's a decline in vape use in a specific group of students, but there's a rise in another, and that's a group even younger. Passengers on a JetBlue flight from New York to Fort Lauderdale had to evacuate after an explosion on board. The plane was still at the gate at the time. JetBlue says the cause was a battery. The battery was part of passenger Jimmy Levy's portable phone charger battery. He says it was in his backpack, but he didn't know that it was there at the time. Flight attendants started pouring water on the backpack to contain the flames while passengers evacuated. Levy says the flight was already delayed a few hours, and he's glad that it was because it could have been worse.
but I do believe that delay was divine. I, I believe God delayed the plane because if we were in the air with the cabin pressure and something like that, like it was crazy. JetBlue says no one was hurt. Lithium-ion batteries are allowed on planes and are commonly used in electronic devices. And passengers on board the Alaska Airlines flight where off-duty pilot Joseph Emerson allegedly tried to cut off the engines filed a lawsuit against the company. Three passengers are calling for the airline and its affiliate Horizon Air to create a more rigorous pre-flight screening for pilots. They also want an explanation from the airline about the incident. Fewer high school students are vaping, but the same cannot be said for younger students. The findings from a study that is a part of the 2023 National Youth Tobacco Survey. The decline comes as overall tobacco smoking among this group hits an all-time low, according to the FDA and CDC. E-cigarettes have been the most commonly used tobacco product among both high school and middle school students for a decade. Now, results did not show the same for middle school students. For them, there was an increase increase in use from four and a half to just over six and a half percent. Definitely not five minutes. Well, it's the final week of the regular season in high school football. We're live here at Kelly Reeves, where one local team is trying to do something they haven't done in about two decades. Breaking that down into Big Friday coming up. And the warming trend is well underway after an early season freeze yesterday at the airport. 15 degrees warmer than that this morning with low temperatures at 47. We'll have your weekend outlook, including some fog to watch out for after this. It is the final week of the regular season for high school football as teams battle for playoff positioning. It's getting good. Now, yeah. some of the familiar names will be in the postseason, but some new faces are looking to keep playing as well. And Noah Gross is live from Kelly Reeves Athletic Complex with a preview. Hey, Noah. Hey, guys. So some of the teams in our area wrapped up their regular season tonight to go. Teams like Hutto, Weiss, Elgin kind of know what they're going to be doing in the postseason if they're making it. But tonight is when it fully ends. And we have a good one here behind me at Kelly Reef. So in this District 25-6A, Vandegrift's been the class of the district, but everyone else pretty much has been jumbled up and they've been trying to figure out playoff positioning. Let's talk about McNeil, though. They're taking on Cedar Ridge later this evening. McNeil, a team that was winless in district a season ago this year. Not only are they over 500 right right now five and four if they are to win tonight against a team Cedar Ridge who's trying to play spoiler near the bottom of the district McDill would make the playoffs for the first time in 19 years been a long time coming for this Mavericks program that was just talking to head coach Scott Hermison was talking about the growth process from year over year one of the assistant coaches saying they haven't really mentioned the P word in playoffs of course we're able to talk about it now but this is a program that struggled in year, years past kind of been zero district wins two district wins back to zero now over 500 if they're able to win the night, kind of get that monkey off their back. Who they'll face in the postseason is a, a different story. That's not something they're worried about quite yet. But if they're in a big step for this McNeil program, and that's what they want. If they lose, things get a little bit crazy if, with tiebreakers and things like that. But for them, it's as simple as winning in one of the many fun games we'll have for you tonight on KXN at 10. For now, we'll send it back to you. You start saying playoffs and all the fans will come out. <laughs> yeah. That stadium is going to be rocking, right? It should, oh, yeah. No but they're not going to really have to bundle up much tonight because no. we got pretty mild temps. Nothing like the past yeah. several days when we got a little early taste of winter. We've got <laughs> south winds blowing in today, making it feel wonderful.
wonderful, but also making it feel noticeably warmer. I noticed when I was outside earlier, you probably did too. It's 72. What a wonderful autumn day with a few flat topped clouds on the Austonian weather cam. These little clouds, when they have flat tops, they're not growing vertically. They're not producing any rain. And actually, as you can see on the satellite loop, they're on their way out. Mostly clear skies for the rest of the evening. Pollen count looking good. Everything is trending down. Mold, fall elm, that's all we've got. And we really have nice clear skies and pleasant weather across all of the state of Texas tonight. Why is the weather so calm for the next several days? I'm taking an in-depth look briefly. It all has to do with the jet stream. The jet stream is this river of air up at 30,000 feet above the ground or so. And this kind of steers the storms. It also steers the cold air as we get toward winter. When this thing, first of all, is well north of us and second of all, flat across the country like you see here, the weather just doesn't change much and it stays pretty nice here. With that said, we do have a little moisture starved low pressure system trying to move our way from the eastern Pacific. This will just throw a few clouds our way over the weekend and that's about it. So the weekend forecast does look warmer than most every day this week. Watch out for some fog early Saturday, but then the sun comes back out on Sunday. We'll have some more widespread low clouds, maybe some light fog and the clouds linger a bit as that storm system I just showed you brings us mostly cloudy skies through the afternoon, but still no rain. Visibility, one thing that might catch you off guard in the morning is those pockets of dense fog. Here we are this evening with pretty much unrestricted visibility over 12 miles. But by tomorrow morning, if you're waking up for a Texas football tailgate, maybe getting the kids to a soccer game or piano practice, look at the visibility. A mile in Austin, maybe down to less than a half a mile in some areas along I-35 down near San Marcos. This could certainly slow you down, and it will, I think, linger until about 10 a.m. in some areas. By 11 a.m. tomorrow, though, the visibility is back up as the clouds break and the sun comes back out for the Texas-Kansas State game. So you will see some clouds and some fog early at the tailgates out at the stadium tomorrow. But otherwise, kickoff temperatures wonderful, held down a bit by the gray morning at 65. South winds and sunshine, though, boost temperatures through the rest of the game. And it should be very, really a great day for some football. Okay, tonight, mostly clear, some pockets of fog developing with a light south-southeast wind at less than 10 miles an hour. Low temperatures warmer at 54. Tomorrow, beautiful day, a little warmer though and a little muggier. 80 degrees is your forecast high. The seven-day forecast, don't forget the daylight saving time end early Sunday morning. That means we're falling back an hour, enjoying the extra hour of sleep, as we always say. It also means that sunsets are going to come a lot earlier, 540 starting on Sunday instead of around 640 these days. Next week, we got a couple of days of near record heat with more humidity, 87 on Tuesday, 89 on Wednesday. But then we snap back to autumn. A cold front coming in Thursday, as it appears now, brings falling temperatures and an increasing change of rain by the end of the week and we are still hopeful for one to two inches of rain next week. 8 to 14 day outlook showing wetter than normal weather likely returning to our area. Hey, KXAN's Friendsgiving Challenge is back. It's going on right now for the third year in a row. You can scan the QR code that pops up on your screen in a moment, or just go to kxan.com slash friendsgiving to participate. If you haven't heard of it, it's a competition between me and meteorologist Kristen Curry. We're going head-to-head -head all month through Thanksgiving to see who can raise more money for the Central Texas Food Bank. I looked earlier. She's actually got a little bit of a lead on me. We are trying to raise $100,000 to feed tens of thousands of families across the area. Thank you so much for scanning that QR code and giving what you can. All right, thanks so much. A major coffee chain is expanding globally. What else it's doing to make sure employees are treated fairly? 
Does Israel have any choice besides war? Plus, Governor Ron DeSantis' new strategy to attack former President Trump and RFK Jr.'s whopping new poll numbers. How big of a presidential threat is he? Dan and his expert panel tackle it all tonight on News Nation. Then on Banfield, the Idaho student murder house was reopened, then quickly boarded back up. Banfield talks to one of the victim's families about the home in the Brian Koberger case. And what's next? Tonight on Banfield. Right now, we speak to Republican women in Ohio about abortion as that state nears a vote that for some challenges the party line. Also, an exploding backpack raising concerns about certain batteries and a risk of spontaneous fires on planes when we see you tonight. Job growth in America slowed in October, only adding 150,000 jobs nationwide, and the unemployment rate ticked higher. Most of that comes from the auto worker side of the economy because of the United Auto Workers strike that paralyzed a lot of that industry last month. That strike is now resolved, but there were job gains specifically in the healthcare industry and leisure and hospitality like bars and restaurants. Starbucks is adding even more locations. There is a plan to expand to 35,000 locations outside of North America by 2030 in hopes to be even more global. More changes are coming to the coffee giant as well. Starbucks also unveiled its triple shot reinvention strategy, which calls for wage increases for baristas, doubling their hourly income by the end of fiscal year 2025. That plan also works to tackle barista issues. These days, drink orders are more complicated and time intensive. Apparently, as cold beverages become more popular, customers have also shifted to ordering their drinks through the company's mobile app and drive through lanes, and they expect their orders to arrive more quickly. Under that pressure, baristas have struggled to maintain speedy and quality customer experience. And Worst Fest kicks off tonight in New Braunfels. This is a 10-day festival celebrating German heritage. The grounds at Landa Park open at... 4 p.m., so it's been open about an hour and a half now. Tickets cost anywhere between $18 and $25. However, next week through Monday through Thursday, admission is free. We would like to share stories of inspiring women here in Central Texas, and we need your help. Tell us about a remarkable woman in your life. You can go to KXAN.com to nominate someone from your community. Look for the Remarkable Women tab on our front page or point your smartphone camera at the QR code on your screen, and it'll lead you to the nomination page. We're taking nominations through the last day of November. We'll pick four finalists and feature their stories here on KXAN, our local winner will travel to Los Angeles, where the national Remarkable Women winner will be chosen. Tonight on KXAN, it is The Wall at 7 o'clock, followed by Dateline at 8, and then we're back for KXAN News at 10. Or join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. Here's where to find us. KXAN now has daily podcasts, so you can listen to us in your car. Just search KXAN wherever you get your podcasts or find them on demand at KXAN.com slash podcasts. Well, let's go out to the Hill Country. If you have some winery plans in your weekend outlook, boy, it looks gorgeous out there. A little greener in Fredericksburg after all the rain that we've had over the past couple of weeks. Our new Barron's Creek Vineyards Cam, always live on our website, 71 degrees with a few folks enjoying the evening there. 
Back in town, if you're heading out to some Friday night football games or just out to dinner, the forecast looks really, really nice tonight. Light south winds, mostly clear skies, and temperatures falling through the 60s. I just realized, guys, I talked about the Oasis margaritas at the top of the show. Now I talked about wineries. <laughs> what do you have on your mind? And yet here we are, so something's up. Right. <laughs> something's wrong with this forecast. Right. Thank you, David. Coming up new